Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tonight's coverage of Creighton and Seton Hall begins at 6 right after this. Grum is done with the pregame show. Tip off at 8 o'clock right here on your home for the Blue Jays. 16-20, the zone. We were talking about the college football playoff. Well... The playoff and the calendar are certainly in a bit of flux right now. Now, we know what the playoff schedule is going to be, but you also have a slew of lower-tier bowl games that are going to be fighting for room on the same calendar, and most of the bowl games are televised by the same network that will be televising the playoff. And with the college football playoff expanding, there is certainly a possibility that you could see bowl games. And again, these are those lower-tier bowl games like the New Orleans Bowl, the, I don't know, they name it, is it the, still the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, the one that's so in there's Los that, Angeles? Yeah, the Los Angeles Bowl, yeah. there's the Pop-Tarts Bowl. These are the ones that usually happen the the you know the middle of December. Yeah. Now there's Boca talk, Raton Bowl. There's talk that those games could actually take place after conference championship weekend because everything needs to move up because you know the playoff is going to take up a lot of the focus because right now the week after conference championship weekend is army navy slash heisman that's what's that's what what is that weekend well army navy has been in that slot now for about 15 years where it's got that standalone date there's no other FBS college football taking place. Yeah, there's no bowls, and, and there's, there's no, no other. There's no conference championships. Yeah, the only thing that's going on congruent with that is the Heisman ceremony, as you mentioned. Yeah, but there is talk now that the bowls might move up into that weekend, or at least start that weekend, because they're going to want to fit on the calendar in such a way where they can get some attention, knowing that if they're happening congruent with the playoff, they're going to get buried. And so the bowl season officials and their TV partner ESPN are exploring that possibility so that they would move up the start of these bowl games to the second weekend of December to free up that TV window for the first four playoff games, which are scheduled for the third weekend of December. And, of course, the problem is, what do you do with the Army-Navy game? Also, Army and Navy are now both members of of Conference USA, and there is a possibility. Yeah, even if it doesn't seem like it could happen, it is a chance. There is a chance that those teams could be in a position to garner a playoff bid. So how do you handle that? Yeah. Do you hold off and not announce the full bracket? Oh, you can't do until that. Until after the Army-Navy game, or do you just leave a slot open if the Army-Navy winner... Or let's say it doesn't even have to be the Army-Navy winner, but there was an example. I think they pointed out, Ross Dellinger wrote about this. I think it was 2015 that had, yeah, 2015, that there was an opportunity 
for Navy to be qualified as the highest ranked group of five teams. I remember a, this. They had a yes. really good season. Yes. And remember now with the the new qualification format, the top five ranked conference champions will get an automatic bid to the playoff. And that means the best group of five conference, theoretically, will be that will be that league. And what if that team could be an army or a navy? Yeah, and the thing that they're de- you know debating in this in this Dellinger story, and this is um, Mike Buddy, who is the Army athletic director. Bart- oh, he says it's tricky. I don't envy the decision makers. I'm a realist. I understand there's a lot of money and a lot of games to be played, but I still think Army Navy transcends the sport of college football and has for decades. So essentially, he does want to have his cake and eat it too. He wants that game to be standalone, and he also wants, hey, what if just in case, what if we were to be a team that could qualify for the playoff, you need to hold off. That's impossible, though. They have to They have to make a decision. Either, oddly enough, John, they are not playing for a trip to the playoff, regardless, which, honestly, most years they probably won't be. Correct. But again, there is still the minute chance. Or they move up, so they lose that exclusive window, and Dellinger pointed out in the and story. And they move it back to college, to conference championship weekend. Yeah, and Dellinger pointed out, I mean, there have been years where it has drawn a ton of viewers. Last year's had 7.2 million. The 2017 game had more than 8 million. I mean, a, a lot of people do watch this game. And so it, why? For the pageantry, yes, but the exclusivity of that window and them being the only game on it plays a large part in this too. Well, we have a lot of servicemen and women who watch and veterans who watch and, you know, have a rooting uh, interest. And it's just it's just one of those unique truly original college things that haven't lost any of its luster, right? I mean, we've changed a lot about the traditions of college football, but Army Navy has always been there. What was and, and and it and it and it it almost feels like it's timeless. What was this game like when you were growing up in terms of window and when it was played? Was it always a after everything in the season game since you can remember? Uh, I remember there were times where it was on Thanksgiving weekend. On like the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, it looks like when you, the year you were born, it was November twenty seventh. Now remember, college football usually was oh, happy done. Happy birthday, mom! That's true. Before nice. Thanksgiving, that's a great they, point. They they did not play into December. The only time you saw a team play into December was in if like Nebraska, nineteen eighty two. They went to Honolulu. Mm-hmm. And know, in seventy, at, right? And, and seventy one, they went 71. to Honolulu, and they, yeah. those games were the first weekend in December. But usually, the first weekend in December was empty. And so the Army-Navy game essentially kind of took that spot. Well, then when the conference championship game concept came around, you know, they shared a little bit of that time. But I think it's been since 20 or 2006 that they have moved exclusively to this second weekend. 2009. 2009, they moved to the second weekend. And by the way... They moved to December, by the way, in 1984. So it's been in December every year since at least 84. Right, because you know college football had started to bleed in. Well, it's continued to bleed over, and now they're playing into December. Now with the expanded playoff, it's going to bleed even more into December. Yeah. And the ability to have an exclusive window is not going to be there. By the way, the contract with CBS calls for it to be played on this date. On the? On the second Saturday of December. So this is something that's already been written in because CBS likes having, you know, 100%. That, they want that, the, the exclusivity that, of it too. that caveat as well. Now, one of the possible compromises going back to the what happens if the winner of this game is a playoff qualifier is uh, 
you just leave the 12th spot available for that team, and if that team wins, then they slot in. And if not, then it's the other It's the other the other 12 seed, whoever that might be. And some are arguing, well, then that te- the team that they play won't will have an unfair advantage because, you know, they won't know who they're preparing for. Well, yeah, I was going to say the turnaround on that would be pretty quick. It'd be one week, but, I mean, everyone's got a one-week turnaround, so during the regular season. Sure. You know, I, I mean, to me, that's not as... The, the unfair thing about it is, what if Navy had just a tremendous season? They were undefeated, and they played a really good non-conference, and they were worthy of being a top-four seed, potentially, mm. because they were really good. Yeah. Like Cincinnati would have been a top-four seed. No, they wouldn't have been. Yeah, they were. They made the playoff. Yeah, but they wouldn't have been... Oh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. They, they made the playoffs. So yeah, they yeah. would have been a top four yeah. seed. Okay, I see what you're saying. I, and again, that, I see what you're dropping. We're talking. We're talking oh, about some. Pick it up, though. We're talking about some rare things here, but those are the arguments that are being made right now. And who knows what what's going to happen? Of course, the other thing that's getting in the way is the NFL. College football doesn't want to compete. Yeah, and did you see that NFL. thing? I forgot to talk about this last week, but the NFL was. They're not mad. They're disappointed that college football is kind of infringing on their turf. A um, couple ideas coming in. Calvin says, play Army-Navy in week zero. Uh, Trevor and Lincoln says the exact same thing. Move Army-Navy to week zero and make it the only game. If you Look, if you want to give it its own exclusive window, that would be an idea. It would certainly take a ton away from that game, given that it is the last game. It is the last game of the year. You've just like I wouldn't want them to do that to Michigan-Ohio State. Yeah. Compromises obviously have to be made. Travis says, I mean, we no longer have the Pac-12 championship on that Friday. Play it then. Just spitballing ideas. Yeah, I mean that. If you now again, that would take away a lot. It would it would take away the the pageantry that comes with a Saturday football game all by its lonesome. But if you want it to be all by its lonesome, then that Friday could certainly be a spot. Then someone is going to have to budge. Obviously, there's no there's going to be no wiggle room here either. I guess the best case scenario, if you're an Army and Navy supporter, is the thing that you just proposed, and that is like holding a spot maybe just for them because it would. If we're being honest. This is such a rarity. They're, these two teams are rarely even anywhere near a top, you know, twelve spot. Sure. Let alone, you know, or or they're the, as a champion. They're rarely in this mix, in my opinion. I think that that would continue to be the case. But that's not to say that it couldn't happen because it almost has happened within the last, well, you know, the, few years. The other things, I mean, you know, I still think, and I'm not sh- really sure why there's as much pushback as there is, given that. We already have half a dozen to 10 to 11 to 12 games on week zero. Why not just start on week zero? Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious as to why that is such a kind of non-starter for the sport. Because I don't know. You know, there are two things, and Stuart Mandel also wrote about the, the quirks of the new schedule uh, with the, the playoff. And one of the ideas he proposed was, because he said moving the entire season up is a is a is drastic but possibly necessary solution. But the other idea is conference championship games. And this is something that we have talked about a lot, and especially in this proposed era of multiple guaranteed berths for conferences, the Big Ten or SEC getting three upwards of four bids, auto bids into a 14-team playoff. What is the necessity for those? He says it's a sacred event in the SEC, but it's not as much for others. And even the SEC's grand event might lose some luster pretty quickly if both teams are already playoff bound. 
If anything, those teams might prefer a week off. If that happens, you can accomplish absolutely would. everything I just mentioned without changing the regular season. Everyone gets the first weekend of December off, move first-round games to the second weekend, currently Army-Navy, on-campus quarterfinals the third weekend, semis on New Year's Day, and the title game where it is now. NFL is too stubborn to back off the third Saturday entirely, but if I'm the CFP, I like my chances with the triple header that includes the Big Ten, SEC, Big 12, and ACC champions. That would solve a lot of problems. I mean, it really does. It neatens everything out. It doesn't extend the season deep into January, which is what's going to happen over the next couple of years. It fixes the Army-Navy problem because then Army-Navy just moves back to that first weekend of December right. like it used to be. And you get the benefit of being of playing essentially throughout the entire month of December – Big games. Now, I don't know what this does for the other Bulls. And that's going to be like a really weird part of this. And that's obviously one of the very weird parts of college football is that you get to the postseason and there are all these games that we now view complete, well, a lot of us do, as exhibitions. They don't matter. Players obviously agree with that because if they didn't, they wouldn't be sitting out as much as they do. So you're going to have that problem still. That's not going away. Um, But this solves a lot of the issues of Army, Navy, and everything else. But are they willing to give up? Conference championship. See, I think revenue. I think giving up conference championship games is more radical in their mind because than, of the than money. moving the season up to week zero. Yeah, moving the season up to week zero causes less consternation and inconvenience. And again, I'm thinking like a conference commissioner who right now. You know, they love their conference championship games because it's, it's a moneymaker for them and them only. The SEC doesn't have to share any of that money with anybody but themselves, and they make a lot of money on it. Yeah. And it's a prestigious game that gets huge television ratings. The Big Ten has discovered that since they created theirs. Other Correct. conferences like their championship games because, again, it's it's revenue that's extra and, you know, for them, it's 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 the same philosophy as why did the baseball playoffs expand? Why? Because they could get more national TV money out of it. It's the same concept here. These games now exist because it's additional television money. But from a functional standpoint, it solves a lot of problems with, with no more divisions, with the possibility that some conferences could get multiple automatic bids, especially the Big Ten and the SEC. They have rendered, or they would render, these championship games absolutely meaningless. And maybe that's and if I were a coach, and I knew, hey, I finished first in the SEC this year. First or second. I finished first or second in the FCC. I've got an automatic bid. I don't want to go to Atlanta for that game. I want my guys to get healthy. I want my guys to get rested. I want to be able to have an extra week to prepare for whatever team I'm playing in the, in the college football playoff. That championship game means nothing and maybe that's what it would take man maybe that's what it would take is bama and georgia sitting everybody because they are in the playoff regardless and it's just going to come down to seating because they could you know play it safe with everybody you know i i wonder if the non-starter for week zero is right now week one the reason they love week one is it is a holiday weekend, and so they can open on a Thursday. They can play more games on a Friday. Obviously, they can play games all day on Saturday. They have a few games on Sunday, and then they play on Monday. And you could still do that. It's just in week it's two. It's in week two. But so you know, what? I know you know how branding works, though. They, you know, they wouldn't like the idea of that being a week two thing. They want it to be a week but, one thing. But they've already. Oh, they, I know. They've already infringed, they've already on, week infringed zero. on it because they've had marquee games on week zero. Nebraska's yeah. played on it twice. Florida and Miami basically kicked off the so-called tradition. So they've already done it. Yeah. It's not I, I again, I don't understand why 
That's just my guess. For that, the record. that to me is the easiest solution to all of this. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to have a calendar crunch. You're going to have a calendar Someone is going to have to you, lose and, something that they don't want to lose. Whether it's Army-Navy, whether it is Week Zero, whether oh, it's Conference be, Championship I think it's going to be multiple people are going to lose what they want. Yeah, you know, at some point... Who's going to be the angriest coming out of At some point, this? all of this unbridled greed is going to come back around to bite somebody in the ass. Yeah, it has to. Again, because the you cannot change. You can't add weeks to months. You know, you just can't do it. Uh, Corbin says, Conference title games can still affect seeding, including who gets home games and who gets a buy? Yes, that's true, but the the difference is if you have a guaranteed four auto berths, the conference championship game loses a lot of its luster. Sure it, it just loses so much, especially again, given that fourteen a fourteen team playoff, and there are already and see this is the thing that that, that we talked about last week. In a fourteen team playoff, essentially everybody is playing that week one. But remember. Week one of the college football playoff is two weeks later. This is not the NFL. The NFL getting a one seed in either conference is huge because you actually get a bye. You get an off week. The the uh, Ravens didn't have to play. The 49ers didn't have to play. Everybody else did, and then they played two weeks after the end of the regular season. College football will be different because technically everyone actually will get a bye. Some teams will get a double bye for, for this. And so uh, is that the best thing? Like, do you want that much time off? That's a lot. That's an easy way to, to get a lot of rust. Well, here's, involved with here's the, the other problem. And this goes back to the elimination of divisions in the first place. You are going to have with these eight, 16 and 18 team conferences playing only eight or nine, depending on your league conference games, you're going to have some wonky tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. You're going to have, you're going to have teams that the difference between second and third place, there won't be a head-to-head component. You know, Ohio State could finish second, Penn State could finish third. They could have the identical record, and there's no head-to-head tiebreaker. And then, and then you're going to have all these weird permutations of how do you get in. So imagine if you have that moment where you've got a good second-place team and a good third-place team, and some wonky tiebreaker decides... Who finishes second? They go to the conference championship game. Meanwhile, the Big Ten's got four automatic bids, so Penn State's getting in anyway. So you talk about seeding. Well, now Ohio State has to go and play that conference championship game. They get tagged with a loss, and let's say they get their asses kicked. Then all of a sudden, Penn State, the team that finished third and only lost on a wonky tiebreaker, could end up taking a better seed from Ohio State who had to play an extra game to get there. Mm -hmm. See, that's why... I, I, I don't buy the seeding argument because we're going to have these weird standings and you're not going to, you won't be able to appreciate it until you see it happen for the first time. 100%. And that has been my biggest argument against getting rid of divisions is we're going, you just, you can't line up every team in a row, only play nine conference games and be able to successfully break ties in every circumstance. Nobody else does it this way, and it's and it's going to look bad, and somebody's going to end up on the short end of the stick and going to be really mad about it, and I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of people in the national media who will be like, I can't believe we didn't see this coming, but it will happen. It's already happened, and I think people, me as someone who is a don't go with divisions, I have had buyer's remorse because we have now seen some of these goofy tiebreakers work, and it's... Especially as you expand the conferences more and more. I think round robin, when you have a 12-team league, 
You're almost playing everybody. You really are. And so, yeah, yes, there could be some goofiness, but man, at least everybody is almost playing each other. When you get to 14, when you get to 16, when you get to 18, it is it is unwieldy. And, and the problem, again, with conference championship games existing still in the format, it's not so much one auto birth. If if you get one auto birth, I actually think everyone would still attack that conference championship game with the utmost importance because it would this sure. there would be benefits. But when you have four and a loss isn't going to ding you whatsoever, I mean, maybe you drop a seed line. or. But see, here's the other thing too, John. I wonder how a committee treats that. Oh, Ohio State didn't put anyone out there. We didn't learn anything. This isn't an extra data point. It's a fake data point. Yeah. You know? How do they treat that? Yeah, we don't know. I, I mean, again, you know, no divisions, and this is this is in the what if we're kind of projecting ahead. But in the what if world, where the Big Ten and the SEC insist upon four automatic bids, or could be two, it could be three, mm-hmm. whatever. It it's going to further complicate an already unwieldy situation. Mm-hmm. Here is Mark who joins us. Nope, Mark's nope. gone. He asked, "When was the last time a four seed uh, made or won the playoff?" Well, that was... Uh, When's Ohio the last State? time what? A four seed won the playoff. Uh, Ohio State did it in the first year. Uh, was Alabama... Alabama was a four seed a couple of times. Let me see. I'll see if I can figure this out real fast off the top of my head. Da, 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 da. Where's the list? Where's the list? Get the X. Uh, let's see. Four seed, not that year. Not that year. Not that year. Not that year. Alabama won it in 2017. Ohio State won it in 2014. That's the answer. Two times. All right. I don't know what the point of the question was. I don't either. Okay. But now you know. Mm -hmm. Well, I think folks are trying to say, well, you know, here's the other thing. We can't assume anymore. In a a four-team playoff world where you're only having to prepare for and play two games, the likelihood of one of the top two seeds winning it all is a little bit higher. But when you're going to 12 teams and you have now matchups and everything else, you know, don't just assume that the top seeds are always going to win every... No, and I mean, look, one of the benefits of this is going to be for the big-time programs. Georgia this year, for example, wouldn't have made it in a 12-team playoff. Georgia would have had a really good chance to win the, the entire thing, even though they didn't even make it in a four-team world. Uh, certainly Ohio State, teams that have missed the playoff of Ohio State's caliber. You're also going to get some weird hot teams. You know, I always think of the Johnny Manziel freshman team. That they that team, by the end of the year, was freaking smoking teams. They beat Alabama, a team that won the national championship. They killed Oklahoma in the bowl game back when bowl games mattered. Uh, but they had two losses, and so they didn't make the playoff. That's a team that, kind of like in the college basketball parlance, like, oh my gosh, that is a team you do not want to play right now. No, absolutely. And uh, there are other things on the calendar that could be changing, including... Not subtracting, but adding to signing days. But coming up next, Matt DeMarinos with Jonas from White and Blue Review as we look ahead to tonight's matchup, Creighton and Seton Hall at CHI Health Center on 1620 The Zone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.